Thanks for checking out the Community Recap Podcast, where there's no cap and all truth. As we discuss various aspects of the Christian life and look back to our past Sunday sermons to discuss what we can learn from them. Let's tune into this week's episode of the Community Recap Podcast. Hello and welcome into Community Recap. Um, I am so glad to be joining you today on another stories episode. Uh, this is going to be a absolute special treat today. Yes. Um, one, Adam's back with us, so uh, glad you're here. I don't know here. that that makes it special, but I am no, 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 back in, uh, and I'm glad to be here yeah. for this installment of our story That's series. Right. Uh, but we are joined with... Um, I don't even know how to describe this person because there's so many words yeah. going through my head. Yes. Um, a saint. Um, well, we're all saints, but maybe a little a bit dear more. saint. Yes, there you um, go. Like a absolute privilege to know. Um, Amen. What are, what, are the, what are some words? I'm running out of words. Well, we call her Grandma Julie. Grandma Julie. We call her Grandma Julie because she's the third grandma to our kids. And okay. So, uh, but just passionate about the Lord, yeah. faithful and obedient. The loving, gracious. Uh, yes, absolutely. Amazing Miss Julie Bolding. How are you? And welcome to the podcast. Yes. Yay. Oh. Thank you. I hope I can live up to that introduction. <laughs> oh, I know. You already yeah. have. Yes. Yeah. You have. I'm glad you're here. So thanks for joining us. It's good to be here. Yeah. Um, before we jump into the meat and potatoes, as I like to say, I'm going to give you a few rapid fire questions. And Adam's going to do some some sound effects. <laughs> well, you'll, you'll get to know a little bit of side of us, Miss Julie. That yes, you, that maybe typically you don't. We're, we're, you don't see. At some point, we'll get actual sound effects. But until then, I, I, I supply them. I supply them. So Okay, so here we go. These are just kind of yes or no, or just quick answers. Okay. Are you a night owl or an early bird? Early bird. An early have always been an early bird. Yes. Oh, like how early? I traditionally get up at five in the morning. Oof. Now, Miss Julie, I think we'll Ooh. find this out. Grew up on a farm, did you not? Yes. Okay. So okay. That, that, that plays that explains into some it. of it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because okay. uh, you you got to get up and you got to get after it. There's animals to That's attend right. to, and they're especially before chores school to get done or before work, right? Yes. All right. Yeah. Uh, okay. Early bird, it is. What is your? This is a fun one. What is your dream car? If you could have any car, one that runs. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Gets yes. good it. gas mileage. There yes. you go. And isn't complicated. Okay, you just like the straightforward. Something that runs. Automatic or um, manual? Prefer automatic now. Yeah. Okay. 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 All right. If you could have any superpower, what would it be? Mm. I don't know. I really don't know. (laughs) She already has superpowers. She's (laughs) She's already a superhero. So it's this hard. Uh, it's hard to say. Would you want to fly? Would you want to be, be invisible? invisible see X-ray through walls? vision. Look, we're synced up. Yeah, that's good. I, I have. I guess I haven't watched enough of the okay Marvel movies okay. to know. I mean, uh, you know, that's way beyond. Yeah. Those are God's things. Yeah. yeah. 
Okay. That's right. That's, okay. that's I mean, there you no go. answer is sometimes the best answer. That's right. Um, I, a couple ladies were like... Uh, extra arms. Extra arms. So they to could do grab baby, do more stuff. Chores while. and... Yeah. Well, of course, I'd like to have more energy and stamina and yeah. be there able still to do... Energizer bunny. Disaster yeah. relief and things, but, you yeah. know, there you that's... Go. Yeah. I'm a few years behind that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, That's all right. You're still doing uh, amazing things for the Lord. I'm so. really interested in this next one. Yes. What's your favorite type of music? Hmm. Doesn't have to be Christian. Could be secular. Could be oldies. Could be whatever. You know, really, I like all kinds. Really? Okay. Right. Uh, I primarily listen to the classical in the car, like Beethoven classical, <laughs> or like no, I'm any of those, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or do you just mean like uh, the just the uh, old classics? No, 50s, 60s. But uh, of course, I love the fifties and yeah. 60s. I mean, those yeah. are mine. 70s, yeah, that's you when know, that's, that's when you that's that was your hate. Those are mine. Right? Yes, that's right. I love it. So, do you have a favorite genre, maybe above all, other or is classical your answer? Well, I mean, I love the Eagles. Okay, there okay. you go. The Eagles. Um, See, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have guessed that. Now, yeah, John. Int- interesting fact. Neil Diamond. Johnny okay. Mathis. Oh. Yeah. See? There now we we're go. getting to it. Yeah, man. Fun fact. What's your fun yeah, fact? Yeah, fun fact. Uh, went to Thailand when I was in the Army and um, would go into coffee shop, different, different places. They would not know any English but yet, everywhere you went, Hotel California was being played, and mm. they knew every lyric to the song Hotel California. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Yeah, it's huge. Eagles are huge. People, yeah. people love the Eagles. So, okay. fascinating. See, you learn something new. That's right. Yeah. Every day. What love is it. one thing, we'll do a couple more. What is one thing you're afraid of? Probably being alone on a dark, scary road at night and stranded. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that don't yeah. sound pleasant to me either. <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah. like that either. Yeah. yeah, I could see that. Now, any type of animal, spider, snake, nothing but like that? You're just growing up on a farm, you're good with that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Used to it, huh? Like them. Like them. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm yeah. not crazy about ticks and mosquitoes. I'd like to know their purpose. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, man, yeah. what could we not have kept them off the ark? Seriously. Could yeah. we not have kept the mosquito off? But God has a purpose and a plan for them, you know? We just don't know it. We don't. Um, okay. So, dark alleys by yourself. That's very reasonable. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this one goes along with your... Th- so, last one before we kind of go more spiritual. This one kind of goes along with your favorite type of music. Um, if you had to do karaoke. You had to. <laughs> what would your go-to karaoke song be? You know, every lyric, when that song comes on, mm, you know it, you got it, you're going to sing it. What is it? What would that be? Well, I'm, I am not a singer, so it would either be... Most He's people got who do the karaoke. whole world in his hands. Okay. Jesus okay. loves me. Okay. All right. There you go. There you go. Hey, 
I bet you would tear it up, though. Yeah, yeah. And and the good thing about, you know, karaoke is nine times out of ten, people can't sing who do it. That's what makes it and fun. And that's what makes it fun. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So, okay, Jesus Loves Me, that's a heater. You know, I sing that quite often to my girls. Yes. So my kids love that. It's fan I favorite. love that one. All right, so last rapid-fire question. Um, kind of switching gears on this one. In this season of life that you're in right now, uh, what is one thing that you are grateful for? I'm grateful f- that I'm God's child. Mm, amen. Yeah. Um, that he has provided well for me, um, that I'm healthy. Yeah. That I have family and friends, that I have this community. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Amen. Just his bounty is just, we cannot outgive God. His bounty is endless. That's right. Praise That's the Lord. That's great. That's a great answer, Miss Julie. Well, uh, I know this is going to be good. I'm excited. So um, let's get into your story just about you, maybe just um, things that, that most people probably wouldn't know. So um, where did you grow up? What was that like? Uh, what's your family dynamic growing up? So uh, parents, siblings, were you involved in sports, farming, FFA? Kind of what, what was kind of the early years of Miss Julie's life and what did that look like? I grew up uh, on a farm outside of Cashin, Oklahoma, right in the center of the state, a little bitty town. Grades were together. Okay. Uh, but probably about 10 or 12 kids in a grade. I was uh, number four of six children, the first five of us, in six years. Wow. Wow. Before the family had electricity or running water. I grew up without running water. We did have electricity Yeah. uh, later. Um, Now, what was the name of the town again? Cashin. Cashin. Okay. I've never heard of it. Have you heard of it? Uh, well, at first I did, but I've heard of Cushing and not right, Cashing, yeah. so d- totally different locations. Kingfisher County. Okay, okay. now I've heard yeah. of Kingfisher. Never, yeah, interesting. Okay, sorry. I just wanted to clear that up. All right. Yeah. So, grew up no running water. So, what did that look like for you? Was there a creek nearby? Was there a river nearby that you a guys well? would get your... A well, a well, yeah, hello, wake me up. Yes, yes, we had a well. Yeah. Uh, not... <laughs> <laughs> you can tell I grew up in the city. Did you have to travel to the ocean to get water? <laughs> well, <laughs> goodness gracious. No, but we had a marvelous, huge creek. Yeah. Our playground that ran oh, through the property. Yep. Yeah, those uh, were the fun The times. Cottonwood Creek. And, okay. And that was the water source for the yeah. cattle. Okay. And the horse. Okay. Mm. So you grew up first five kids within six years. No running water. Give us that dynamic. Kind of bring us into that world. What was that like? Well, it was just normal. I mean, when we were big enough to go pump water, we did. Yeah. Uh, You didn't waste water, that was for sure, because you had uh, other animals that you had to pump water for, like pigs and chickens and uh, cats and dogs, you know, ducks. you guys weren't hobbyists. Y'all were true farmers. I mean, so your mom and dad, that's how they earned their living. Yes, 160 okay. acres, gotcha. uh, wheat and cattle, and we grew huge gardens. Yeah. And uh, ate well. Uh, oh, I bet. 
a lot of people would have called us poor, but that was the dynamics of the area for most people. And sure. what a playground Yes. Uh, we had on that 160 acres. It was a centennial farm. Our great-grandparents had purchased it shortly after the land run. And okay. We just sold it in uh, 21. Yeah. Wow. A lot of memories, I'm sure. Oh, my goodness. Took place yeah. there with y'all running around and. Well, and our my kids and grandkids have got to experience right. it. Right. Yeah. So yeah. So that's been wonderful. Mm. So what was it like with five other siblings? Great. Yeah. You had playmates. Uh, one sister's just a year and a half older than me, and one brother's two years younger. And then the baby sister is six and a half years younger, so she was my baby. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I thought, you know, so right. I got to take <laughs> care of her, so... Sure. Uh, my sister and I were very close the whole time. Yeah. Uh, she's also a nurse, and mm. uh, we were two years apart in school because of our birthdays, but uh, we were close as young women, and yeah. she is not a believer. Yeah. Okay. So you, you had, she was six and a half years younger than you. My youngest sister. Younger sister. So f- the oldest to the youngest, what was that age gap? Ten years. Ten years. Okay. 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 It's a pretty good gap. But you guys were probably still close. Did everything together. Yes. Now my my oldest sister's four years older and she didn't mess with us so much. But uh as teenagers, my brother Mike and Madeline and I, he was three years older. We did a lot together. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm sure y'all are working together on the farm and so there's yeah. you know, that having to help each other out as you help your parents out well yeah yeah we had different chores sure but as far as closeness it was mike and madeline that were probably the well uh, jimmy too the one that's two years younger okay yeah we were uh yeah i mean they were your buddies sure and you know we were taught to get along yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah, almost didn't have an option right so were your parents believers did you did church was that a part of your weekly uh what did that look like for you as a child uh we were a catholic family okay uh both sides right aunts and uncles and uh the basic things that we learned uh, by the time you made your first communion was usually first grade Mm. So you had to know that you were a sinner. And, of course, we knew about Jesus. I mean, he was on the cross in front of you in the yeah. in the church and the stations of the cross. But we had to learn who God is, that God made us, that he's Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We had to have the Ten Commandments memorized. And I I just remember how profound it was in looking back that... Uh, I knew I was to obey my parents, but it was because I was to obey God, that Mm. we were to know God, that we were to love God, and we were to serve God, that we were made for his glory. Those basic fundamental truths. Right. And so we always, what church was important, that was just part of who we were. Sure. And of course, that wasn't. In our area, there were very few cat. There was only one other Catholic family in okay. our area, and so we went to a little country church. 
uh, but that was the DNA of the whole family, you mm-hmm. know, if we stayed with cousins or anybody. And right. we were expected to uh, care about people. I do not remember my parents showing any kind of prejudice to anyone. Yeah. And uh, just, you know, that example. Hey, we weren't perfect by any means. But sure. I, I do know people would make remarks about, I, you know, I heard later that those Catholic kids sure are nice kids. Mm. And it's just because we learn to obey and to respect right. people and, uh, you know, taught those things of God's truth. Yeah. Mm. So you grow up in a Catholic church. Now, I'm, I'm a little ignorant on that side of things when it comes to, because I know there's a lot of things that go on in the life of a, uh, per, someone who was raised in the Catholic Church, there's a lot of kind of milestones as they progress, you could say. But uh, like for us, we have vacation Bible schools. We have summer camps. We have those different things. Again, I just am unaware. What is that like in the Catholic Church? Do they have those things? Did you do anything with the kids at the church, special occasions, camps? What uh, What went on, basically? Uh, every summer, we had two weeks of vacation Bible school, which oh, okay. was really a school day. Okay. And usually that was, we joined the church in Edmond. Okay. For that. And, uh, gotcha. My daddy's sister, his oldest sister, was a Benedictine nun that yeah. are stationed at Monte Cassino now. Auntie's sister. Mm, she was wow. a primary school teacher, and she and the cousin who my mother and daddy helped raise that was 10 years older than our oldest uh, was a nun at that time. And wow. they were usually the ones who taught us and they stayed with us I gotcha. during that time. Interesting. Okay. So th- it was special, but we, do I remember what all we learned? Sure. I well, maybe right. not that. Sure. Not but that was a part of your summer. It was a part. That yeah. was a part of your, your growing up experience. As teenagers, we did have a priest come out that would have been when I was a freshman. Uh, I think on Mondays. I don't know that he. Ca- I don't think he probably came every week yeah. to our little church and taught us. I got gotcha. you. Do I remember anything sure. specifically? I right. don't. I can't say who taught what, but the priests that I knew were godly men mm. and uh, wanted us to feel precious. Uh, you know, that we were sure. important, even the girls, mm. uh, because at that time still, I mean, girls couldn't be in FFA or shop. Oh, really? Okay. I was in 4-H, but those girls weren't allowed. Basketball. Wow. Did you play basketball? Basketball was big, and girls were just as important as boys okay. yeah. in basketball. And we started playing in the third grade. Okay. And we played with the boys because we didn't have that many teachers, so we played usually boys' rules. Okay. Full court as kids. And I even played, I played 12 years. I played in nursing school, too. No way. Wow, see? Love that. baller. What what position did you play? I was a guard. Guard. Wow. Man, I would have loved to seen it. I would have, too. I would have loved to seen the crossover. (laughs) I was fast. All of us. Yeah, we were all... 
She'd break your ankles and then nurse you back to health <laughs> afterwards. Uh, fast, put a wrap on you. Yeah. yeah. Fast runners. All, all of yeah. us were fast yeah. runners. I love so. that. Uh, See, this would never. Yeah, I, you wouldn't I, know. I've talked to Miss Julie on many occasions about many things. Had no idea that you were a basketball player. So I love that. Yeah. Man. Very so, cool. So um, I'm just interested on just growing up in that that dynamic. Um, sounded sounded great. Um, raised in the Catholic Church. Um, typically, now I don't know this to be true, but my assumption is if you go to Catholic church, I guess if you could afford it, I don't know what it was like back then, but you would go to Catholic school as, as well. Was that your story or did you go to a different, how, how was that kind of linked or was okay. it? I went to the public school through ninth grade. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the Benedictine nuns convent at that time was in Guthrie, which is close, and yeah. of course had relatives, you know. And my sister, just older than me, uh, decided to go her soft, her junior year. Um, they had both living quarters. At one time, it was the college too. Okay. And so I went my sophomore year. Now my parents had to pay. $15 a month, but then I worked, uh, I was school I janitor and worked in the kitchen and right. all of that to go because cashing was small and I knew I wanted to go on to school. Yeah. Did you know, at, at what point in time did you really start feeling the call towards nursing? Is that really early on or is that something Probably that God developed? Probably around that time okay. because science and math were always my love, even, I can remember even third grade. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'd wait and do my math homework last because I thought it was like a game. And I love science. Yeah. Well, and I didn't like I did English. Not. Yeah. And <laughs> literature. I mean, that those weren't, yeah. you know, you had to do those. Yeah. Right. Those and so, and but we were taught that you're to know God, you're to love God, and you're to serve God. Yeah. Uh, so I didn't have much idea of what a nurse too much of what a nurse is you sure. got to realize we didn't have all the tv and right. stuff that people have now and we were very sheltered in that small mm. town uh, but i knew that was you know they said you needed to take latin you're right and of course mm. guthrie offered that the school in okay. Calgary, which but you just see how god works sure that was his move right yeah. for me uh yeah you see God's so hand at work. Just you don't know. You don't know at that. At the time, yeah. Yes, my sister and I were both, and it was a small school, but we were both uh, in the Mardi Gras court. We had a Mardi Gras dance every year, and that was the big formal dance. Okay. Well, my parents could not afford formals. Yeah. Oh, I got you. The dresses and all that goes into it. Right. Yeah. So... My cousin, who lived with them, that was still a nun at that time, was yeah. at, at the hospital in Guthrie, and she asked doctors, because the demolays and all of that was big in Guthrie with the Masonic Temple, mm. and we had beautiful for white formals from those doctors to wear. Oh, and yeah. I asked my mother later, I said, how did that happen? She says, well, I prayed. Yeah, I prayed. I asked yeah. God, you know, and God almost. provided. Uh, so we didn't, you know, just have some 
we had some of the prettiest gowns. Wow. I mean, you know, you just don't know that that's happening. I don't even remember sure. being concerned about what I was wearing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. There, but, but there you were. But you had them, yeah. So what was high school like? Well, it was, we had devotions in the morning. Yeah. Uh, before school. And... Uh, one of the favorite things I remember is at Christmas time, the whole, you know, because we always did Advent and Lent. Right. So, so that time. Fish on Fridays. Fish on Fridays. But even the cafeterias in the public school did that. Did that, yes. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, now, we couldn't eat when we went on ball games on Fridays. We couldn't get the hamburger. Right. You know, so that kind of stood out. That, yeah. Uh, but we weren't ashamed. Did you know that? We Catholic Catholics aren't to eat meat on Friday. They can eat fish. Yeah, I didn't know that. Mm -mm. You didn't know that. No. Yeah, that was. It's not. They don't have to do that now. But it was a rule sure. back then. And uh, that never was. I uh, never seemed to be an imposition. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Sure. Right. My husband never heard a tuna gravy, but it was pretty good. <laughs> that does not sound good <laughs> to me. I, I like. I'm tuna. not a tuna guy. I, I like it. Okay, I like it. It's an acquired taste. I feel like. So, but so did you enjoy high school? Sounds oh, like yeah. you enjoyed yeah. school. You you're playing yes. basketball during this time. Yes. Any other extracurricular activities during uh, high school? Well, just the things that were associated with high school. Right. Yeah, I mean, we didn't. We weren't. We didn't have cars. People, even the boys, had to borrow their parents' sure. car. If you went on a date. And our rules were very strict. Oh, I bet. So I usually went home to Cashin. Okay. For dates. <laughs> I gotcha. You know, because yeah. even yeah. though they had to drive out there, that was, yeah. you know. So would you go back home in the summer uh, to your yes. parents? Yes. Okay. But in the summers, I stayed with another family, except on Saturday night, I went home and then for church Sunday. And then went back and okay. helped this family who had five boys. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he did harvesting everywhere. And she had lost, had a stillborn daughter right before I started working for them after my freshman year. Okay. And so I was so much like a daughter to them, too. Yeah, yeah right. sure. And, and just helped with that. And there was just a lot with the right. kids and cooking and all of that, yeah. so uh, especially I did five that. boys. I'm sure there was a lot of cooking. I did that on. every my summer, boys, boy, except my senior year. I worked in the hospital as a nurse's aide and yeah. and, and lived there right so, by the so hospital. So even in, in high, high school, you started nursing. Well, to some degree. as soon as I got out of high school, okay. I did that. You went to nursing school. I went. I know. I started working at the hospital that summer oh, in gotcha. Guthrie because okay. I could live there. Understand? Yeah. Right. I got gotcha. you. That's a whole other story. But, yeah. Uh, and so worked as a nurse's aide. Right. So, at what point does do you just come to know the Lord is calling me to? And I may be jumping ahead. The Lord's calling you to nursing. And at what point do you transition out of the Catholic Church into? Baptist life or is there something in between that and and how did that come about yes. uh, probably a lot all at once okay. and then somewhere you meet your husband along the way Catholics are I can see so much uh, in the Jewish tradition is that you're born in and baptized as an infant right uh, so they it's not called being saved sure or you just anything are. you just 
are unless you commit such a sin that you right. you go to hell. Sure. And we were taught that there's right. there's such sin and you have to be fully aware you're committing it, kind of premeditated, called a mortal sin, right. and not ask for forgiveness, and that'll send you to hell. But I, and this is before I met my husband, I was 19, and I just remember that didn't, God just showed me. Mm. I can't tell you how because I didn't know more. We didn't have our own Bibles. You know, they had a big Bible in the home. And I found one of of my dad's when we were cleaning out stuff. He had his own Bible. Yeah. But we didn't have individual Bibles. Right. So we weren't encouraged to study on sure. our own. Now, we were encouraged to pray, and I don't remember of ever not praying, Yeah, ever. I yeah. mean, a day that I went without praying. So God just showed me that I was his, period. Yeah. I just needed to know that. Mm. And uh, after I met my husband, that introduced us to... Uh, he was a Southern Baptist. Yeah. But part of the thing that we agreed on was Christianity. I mean, we, you know, we sure. we had that in common, and, and he went to church regularly, even though he was on his own. And he would come over and go after we got serious. We weren't engaged or anything, but he would come and go with me to church at the chapel. Okay. Uh, on Sunday morning at 7.30 when I was in school. Yeah. Unless I was working that Sunday. And then we would go to First Baptist downtown with Herschel Hobbs. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. He was the pastor? Yes. Okay. Wow. So you talk about some good teaching. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't yeah. Was that First Baptist Guthrie? No, that's Oklahoma City. First I went Baptist to St. Anthony's, Oklahoma okay. City. First Baptist, Oklahoma City. Now, uh, even going, that was a full scholarship. I had a full scholarship, yeah. and that was just another move of God. Yeah. Is that where you met your husband in college? He, there? I met uh, him while I was a student nurse. He had moved to Oklahoma City to be a roommate with his friend Al and uh, get on at Borden and go to Central State. Okay. He didn't have a car, yeah. and they lived in an apartment close to the hospital, so he got a job at the hospital, and that's where we okay. met. Okay, oh. yeah. And, um, but anyway, that's, yeah, so. Wow, yeah, man. You that, saw that that's underneath crazy. one of the, the best preachers that. But I've, I know God that I believed the, in Jesus. I've, I've never doubted that. Yeah. That he's been my Lord my savior, my redeemer, since probably probably before I was even six. I mean, I yeah. believed as I learned and grew, sure. like many of our children do. Right, right. Uh, you yeah. know that we that I get to see these yeah. kids that I get to see. So you start to um, be well, integrated me, into the Baptist life question. because your husband was Baptist, right? Well, I'm learning. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. She said, hold on. I'm yeah, she said, hold on. You're jumping ahead. Uh, so I'm really interested. How, uh, you and your husband, just the just the just this side of you, um, how long did y'all date? Uh, what? How did he propose to you if that was a thing back then, right? I think they people propose to people. 
meaning like if they made it a big fanfare oh, and all you. this stuff, or is it just hey, let's go, yeah, get married? What was that like for you? Um, the whole dating engagement, and then when did you get married? All yeah, that. how long did y'all date? I'm okay. curious. Well, looking back, the guy had to pursue you. Yeah. Yes. In high school, I was in a dorm. There was one telephone, and telephone hours were just in the evening. Okay. In nursing school, the same thing. Oh, wow. Okay. One no cell phone. If they wanted to get a hold of you, they had to be persistent. It was some effort. Oh, my goodness, yes. You know, I, I, I mean, but that's just the sure. way it was. Had you had dated in high and school? And he was... Oh. Oh, yeah. Not him. No. Well, right. not him, no. but right. sure. Yeah, I had a steady boyfriend. Okay. Uh, when I was but a senior. Was his name now, remind me your husband's name. Tom. But Tom said, listen, I'm I'm pursuing. <laughs> I'm I'm calling. Was your boyfriend in high school's name Eddie? No. Steady Eddie? No. Eugene. <laughs> you see what I did Eugene. There? It was Eugene. And he was, he was a, he, a great guy. Yeah. yeah. All right, so how long did you date Tom? So I met engaged? Tom the f- probably s- around August or September, uh, just as I was getting ready to start my senior year. Yeah, okay. And we dated steadily from then on, and uh, I graduated in 1964, and we got married a year later. Okay. We didn't get engaged till St. Patrick's Day that year. Yeah. What was that like? Did he do and a special green underwear or green socks? Or, I mean, what was that? No. All the green, right? People didn't celebrate St. Patrick's Day, oh. but it was special to me because yeah, sure. I was Irish. My dad was okay. Irish. Okay. And our little church was St. Patrick's Church. And yeah. so that Irish so what did heritage. He, what did he do? And I happened, we both happened to be off okay. that day. And so he was going to come get me that morning. Yeah. And he was late. Uh-huh. And I was aggravated. Well, yeah. <laughs> Tom, said, listen, Eugene wouldn't have been late. <laughs> no. <laughs> she said, no, he wouldn't. <laughs> so Tom's running a little behind. So you're a little aggravated. So how does that play out? Well, what he was doing <laughs> was sitting up. Setting, oh, he was getting up all an together. engagement yes. ring. Okay, I gotcha. And of course had to get a loan. Yeah, I mean, you know, payment yeah, plan sure. for right, the engagement right. ring. Yeah. So yeah, that worked out. Okay. But I knew, you know, I knew for sure when we decided to get married that I uh there were too many things that in the Catholic Church I disagreed with. Yeah. Broke my parents' heart. Mm. Uh I told them uh, I mean, because we were raised to think you're leaving God if you leave the church. Right. Sure, yes. But the rules, the little rules, like you can't be in a non-Catholic wedding, you can't go sure. to their church unless you get permission from the... I mean, these right. little rules that they had, and I, that's what bugged me. I thought, you know, and I didn't know a lot of Scripture. Sure. Um, but in nursing school, one time it really hit me when I was really busy uh, trying to get everything done in early morning, and I had this whiny patient, and uh, she wanted a drink of water, and she could pour her own water. She was post-op gallbladder, Miss Armstrong. I can hear her voice and mm, see her face. Wow, she yeah. knows it all. Good memory. I don't 
want that. I want some <laughs> cold ice water. <laughs> and I was an obedient child. I knew to be obedient and respectful. And ice water was way down the hall. This was a charity floor I where they you. had us assigned. And I'd already gotten in trouble for not being ready for report because I couldn't get through with the work. Yeah, know, right. In the morning. So yeah. I go get her that ice water and it just, and it's not kind of like me, but I thought, you know, I'd rather throw this on her than. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what to do you some good. So here's your ice water. <laughs> Whatever you do for the least of these, my brethren, mm -hmm. you do it unto me. Yeah. That made a profound difference in my nursing. Yeah. In my life. Yeah, I haven't mastered good. that still, but God brought that back Amen. to me like. He hit me with a brick in my head. Right, that conviction, yeah. As I was going back to mm. her room. Wow. And uh, so, yeah, that was that was huge. Yeah. So. Well, I'm before we get past that, I'm I'm interested as well. Um, I mean this in the most respectful way. Uh, you are definitely the the wisest person we've had on the podcast. <laughs> um, yes. Wait a minute. Yeah, and you are you are definitely um, the oldest person we've had on the podcast, which is fa fantastic and fascinating for me. That's why I have this question. Okay, your parents, what did they go through? Obviously, they I'm sure they went through like in the life of America. You see the Great Depression. You see all these different things, right? I'm a history, not a nerd, but I love history. I'm sure they've been through a lot in their life as well raising that many kids, going through all of that, being a farmer. That's a hard living. It's a hard life. Um, what what did they go through as far as the Great Depression? I'm sure they went through that. Um, uh, just kind of their life. Uh, I'm just interested in that kind of dynamic. Yeah. Yeah. My mother's family, uh, German. Now, you've got to remember that a lot of the settlements were uh, ethnics. Right. You know, because people sure. spoke when they came west okay. in 89. And that was where I grew up in that 89er era. And that's uh, 1889, just so you know. No, yeah, I'm okay. fully aware. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm locked in, brother. Yeah, not, eight, were, not 1989. Yeah, Alex yeah. was born in 89, so I'm well aware. Yes, okay. Well aware. Uh, my dad was born <laughs> in 02 and my mother in 09. Wow. So they were a young people during this time. Yeah. Uh, That's so my crazy. dad's family, there were eight children, uh, nine actually, but one died as an infant in my mother's family, 11. Wow. Yeah. And so big, big families, and they were all farmers. Now, daddy's farm stayed. Okay. He had lost his father, and he kind of took over. Yeah. His brothers, two brothers, just one brother had already left home, and the two just younger than him. Uh, we're in the went into the military. World War One. Mm -hmm. They would have fought in the two. first World in two. War. Well, uh, they were in O two. How yeah. old were How old were they? They were born in nineteen O two. Daddy was thirty five. So he when he got married, so he was too old. But the brothers just younger than him. You you had to be oh, younger than thirty five. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so okay. they fought in two O two. But his parents weren't involved in World War One or anything like your grandparents. No. Your granddad. No. Now. We have by history that one of the early storms, and if anybody has seen that name, let me know, 
S T O R I N. Okay. It's very okay. unusual. Yeah. I was fought in the Civil War. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that was, he was back east, and there right. are graves of that with that name on it. Uh, but anyway, my mother's f- family lost their farm. Okay. And so I don't know what all happened there. Sure. But these were young people. Her oldest sister went to nursing school, and her sister just under her went to nursing school. That was in the life of the family. At St. Anthony's, the same school Uh, that I went to. Wow, okay. So there's a heritage And mom went to Central State Normal School, 18 months, to be a teacher. And she taught all over in that area Mm. as... uh, the one-room schoolhouse where you taught first through eighth grade, where yeah. you had people bring whatever, and you cooked it on the wood fire stove and wow, all of that. And uh, she was a godly, godly woman. Mm-hmm. I, I used to think, you know, if Jesus was born today, he would have picked her. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, but... One of my buddies uh, who was over our Arms Around Broken Arrow clinic knew one of one of her friends grew up at Cashin. Mm-hmm. And so she asked me about that. Well, my mother had taught this friend. Okay. How cool is that? And this friend Small said world. that my mother was an angel. Yeah. Mm. And uh, a lot of, she yeah, she had a legacy of kids. And then she went back to school. When I was in nursing school and got her degree. Okay. And now she still had two kids at home. Sure. Growing up. uh, And, you know, taught. Wow. uh, After that. Uh, So, but that family just, but they stayed close. Yeah. So, uh, really closer to her family because two of those families stayed in Oklahoma. Most of them, they were scattered everywhere. California yeah. so they to were, New York. So they were born and raised in Oklahoma. Yes. Yes. Okay. okay. That's so interesting to me. Yeah. It's fascinating. So they would have dust bowl. They would have lived through a lot of. Yes. Things. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, it is fascinating to see what individuals lived through, persevered through, and yeah. how that shapes. Well, Dad still character had, and shapes worldview, and you know those different types uh, of things. He still had a team of horses that he used. He had a tractor, too, but he had a team of horses used. Oh, wow. Big black queen and Belle. Yeah. And uh, Belle is who we learned to ride on. Wow. So, oh, so you, you rode horses. You played basketball, rode horses. She I did mean, it all, you, man. Yes. What do you expect? <laughs> I, I don't know. Gosh, you know, man. That, that does just. So I your just parents, born in 02, 1902, 1909. Nine. So that's a s- seven-year gap. How old um, were they when they got married? Mother was 28, and Daddy was 35. Okay. So they got married, so especially during that time. They got married unusual. a little later in life. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But you've got to remember there were hard times there. Sure. Right. Yeah, Great Depression, exactly. obviously, yeah. all that stuff going And on. there weren't many Catholics in that area. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Right. So, again, going back to that dynamic of, hey, you don't marry outside of the Catholic faith. You're getting married... To Tom, who is not Catholic, and you're going to do so in something other than a Catholic church. So that caused a little bit of tension. Was that ever reconciled? How, how did that How did that kind of play itself out with you and your parents? Well, it devastated my parents. Right. 
So they did not come to my, I went ahead and got married at my husband's church, Nogles, or Nogales yeah. on Tulsa, where he grew up. And uh, his uncle stood in for me, and yeah. the wow. the cousin who had left the nunnery that my parents had helped raise yes. stood in as my mother, and then my sister just older than me, yeah. who remained Catholic at that time. Maid of honor. She was my maid of honor yeah. and the only one I had. And then, of I course, gotcha. my Catholic buddies, you know, served my nurse buddies. And we've right. always stayed close. Um, two of them, their children, have all have remained faithful Christians, but not Catholic. I got now, you. they've remained Catholic. But, yeah, you know, so. Was that hard for you not having your parents at your wedding? It was, but I just, you know, um, one of my best friends had married a Baptist, and they got married in the church. And he told Tom, he says, just, you know, just get married in the church, and then you can do what you want. And he stayed Catholic even after they divorced. Right. <laughs> but I I couldn't do that. I said, that's hypocritical. Yeah. I can't, yeah. I can't do that. Yeah. And... Uh, so what was the relationship with your parents after you marry Tom? Yeah, is it strained? I mean, does it get reconciled? No. No, no. okay. They never tried to leave me out. Right, or, I got gotcha. you. Their personal conviction is we can't go to this. They were this probably way. just disappointment there. They, you know, they could see who I was. They probably thought I'd be their little nun. Yes. You know. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> no one else was yet, yeah. so yeah. I'd probably be the nun. In the family, I mean, that's kind of a supposedly a hope for every Catholic family to sure. have a nun or a priest. Yeah. Well, it's sacrament. It's one of the sacraments, right? Mm-hmm. The orders, the sacrament of the orders. So and uh, get you to heaven quicker. You know, but they could see who we really were right. and what we believed, and who's Tom's parents. I mean, by that time, they had met Tom's parents. They came to my graduation, and. Uh, all you know, so they kind of they knew more, and then especially as we had children, because our kids are close together. Yeah. My, you know, our children were the oldest is three and a half years older, yeah, than uh, the youngest, right? And I think they kind of reminded daddy yeah. of us when sure. we were little, yeah, when uh. I'd go stay, you know. When those grandbabies come along, it's a, it's a different story. But they never they never made us feel outside, right. unwelcome, yeah, uh, anything like that. And later, much later in life, my mother said, "You are the only one that I can really discuss deep spiritual things with." Mm. And uh, she lived to ninety four and okay. was had her mind full mind and she was adamant to have my son read one of the scriptures at her funeral okay uh, and she was adamant too to have him help her study revelation yeah. this was you know after she was 90 yes. wow. and Love that. Uh, he did it you know a cd for her so she yeah. could listen because she couldn't see well then okay uh, but she still ran her farm and yeah wow uh, Love people. Love love was <coughs> Miss Hospitality. Yeah. yeah. So where did you and Tom honeymoon? At the Ramada Inn, two nights in Tulsa. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I love yeah. it. 
Yeah. The detail. I love it. Yeah. I was hoping you'd say That's Branson, good. but it he, probably wouldn't even He was thing. a student. He was yeah. still going to school to see, you yeah. know, well, and then he had to take off time to now do what the did National Tom Guard do? He went thing. to school for... He's biology. He really wanted to be a physician. Okay. He thought. Sure. And uh, what did God ended up leading him to? Well, ended up when he graduated from school in January, his aunt and uncle in Coweta were wanting to get out of their grocery store. Okay. They were 65. All right. And they had some wealthy relatives that wanted his dad to take it over, and they would back him. Okay. But his dad didn't want to take it over. Right. And so my husband and his younger brother, Clark, who also lives in Coweta. Okay. Uh, goes to South Tulsa, uh, who would be graduating in May, Yeah, took that on because okay. they found out that they couldn't make a living uh, as wildlife men, you know, doing the wildlife in Oklahoma. Oh, I got you. Like yeah. park ranger type? Well, yeah. yeah I got you. you yeah. Okay. So, uh, because by that time, when... Uh, when Tom graduated. We had two babies. Yeah, one a newborn and one a year and a half. And, and it cost money to live, and so. And Clark had a baby before us, so he already had you know one, and then had one the, the next summer. Wow. So that's how we ended up in Coweta. In Coweta, we Oklahoma. had the grocery store. Where Crazy. where was the grocery store located, and what was the name of the grocery store? Bolding's Grocery. Okay. And it was located in the building that the tie-dye people had there. Really? On um, Broadway right there, that was Bolding Grocers. And that right was there. that was the first church uh, that Emmanuel was in when they yes. when they stepped yes. out to be a mission. And uh -huh. the aunt and uncle were part of that, that stepped out from First Baptist. Really? Paul and Ruby Bolding. Yeah. Uh, Lynn and Les Reed... Uh, Right. Loved them dearly, and they loved Lynn and Les Reed yeah. dearly. And I was so excited when I met Lynn and Les because I remembered that name. Yeah. Wow. So <laughs> crazy. So the aunt and uncle that originally owned it, but then they got a little bit older, they transitioned out, and Tom and his brother came and took mm -hmm. on. That's now, they Paul didn't own Ruby? the building. That Yes, they didn't own the building. But they, but but they, they, they took the over store. the grocery yeah. store. I got gotcha. you. And they, in 76... Right about Thanksgiving, they decided they either needed to get out of the grocery business or build a supermarket. Right. And they were tired of freezers going down, lightning setting sure. them off, uh, employees and all that. Yeah. So uh, after Thanksgiving, Tom says, you've got to get back to work. <laughs> yeah. Before Christmas, I was back to work He's at Wagner Hospital. Yeah. yeah. And uh, he went then had that year off, and then he opened the State Farm office here in Coweta. Okay. okay. So cool. Wow. Now, how long were were you guys married, Miss Julie? 37 years. 37 years. Wow. Yeah. So let's let's pick back up. You, you, uh, you stay two nights at the Rama something hotel. Ramada Inn. Ramada it's a hotel Inn. Hotel chain. Okay. Uh, what is life like then? You're newly married. You said you had babies pretty quick. Well, three years before we had a baby. Okay, so so what is what is marriage like? You know, first couple of years. What are you guys doing? Um, 
obviously he was in, he's from Tulsa area, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so you relocate. No, we lived in Oklahoma City. Lived in Oklahoma City. Okay, I'll just let you talk. Yeah. Cause you so you get married, it. you're living in Oklahoma City, uh, walk us up to the What's point life that like you come you? out to Coweta. Okay, well, I'm working full time. Okay. And uh, he has to, not that first year, but he's working and going to school. Yeah, right. And that first year, uh, I mean, it was great. Yeah, we were just happy and all. You don't have any money, extra money to spend. That's right. I mean, you had to think about if you were going to even buy a hamburger out or anything like that. Just living on love. But it was just, I mean, that was just the way life was. Sure. Um, we had a dog that he had bought, uh, paid $25 for this little German Shepherd puppy that wasn't supposed to live, uh, because my senior year and we were already dating steadily. Yeah. And I went to, uh, Albuquerque for three months for my psych training. Okay. And so he got this dog. Mm. And so we had her lady. Yeah. And she was... We loved lady. lady. We loved lady. Lady. A silver a tip. She was a silver tip. Yeah. Small okay. German shepherd, but wow. she was beautiful. Okay. So we were always animal lovers. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, it was just life. Uh, my sister, uh, just older than me, moved to Oklahoma City when mm. her daughter was a year and a half during this time. And uh, she and her husband, and so we saw them often, yeah. and we saw my buddies often. His buddy went into the army, Al, and Al was not a believer. But it was after Tom died, and Al's just a little bit younger than me. And when he turned 69, yeah, he became a believer. Wow. He called me. He lives in Atlanta yeah. and called me to tell me about it. And he was going to uh, Jansen Franklin's church with okay. his wife and then Andy Stanley's. And he was just hungry, hungry for God's word. Yeah. But he didn't grow up in a Christian home. Right. His dad was an alcoholic and uh, he was the oldest child. Yeah, but, but he came to faith in but Christ. But he came to faith. Yeah. And Praise the and Lord. Yeah, called me to let me know that. Yeah. Praise but, God. Uh, anyway, it was just, just life and then... Your son comes along first, right? No, I have two daughters. Two daughters and then. Yeah. So okay. the daughter, after three years, we had the first daughter and we planned, you know, yeah. we were ready to have a baby. And he had been, he had to stay longer. He's in the National Guard, but that was during Vietnam. So he had to stay oh, on gotcha. active duty longer. So he okay. missed that year of school. And then, surprise, I get pregnant again, and she's yeah. born less than a year and a half later. Yeah. And then that's time to, to graduate and move. So that's, I worked right before. I worked yeah, the gotcha. day that she was, she was born early the morning the next day, you know. Wow. So, uh, worked psych. Yeah. Uh, wow. When I got out of school, they were just opening an ICU. Mm. That's and this is a big hospital. This yeah. is back in the day, and so I asked for emergency room, ICU, or psych because I wanted to take care of the patients. I didn't sure. want to be have forty patients on the floor and just designate care and do good to see each patient once. I wanted right. to take care of patients. Had no idea. Nobody ever asked for psych. Yeah. 
So they didn't even. They just did. They said, "Okay, yeah, we got one." Yeah, (laughs) they said, "Are you sure you got one?" (laughs) Exactly. So, do you need that, or are you volunteering for? Because it wasn't my first choice, but exactly. Yeah. So, but that worked out good. So I worked there until we moved to Kuwait, and then I took off. Yeah. uh, With two babies. Now, when you came back into the workforce, nursing was it at St. Francis? Was it at St. John? She said it was Wagner. Wagner. Yeah. Oh, at Wagner. Okay. Because sorry. Uh, Come on, man. Listen, man. I had had little ones. Uh, I went back. My son was preschool. Mm -hmm. I had started teaching preschool at First Baptist. The PTA was doing that. And I was helping with that. And uh, it was 76. And this was in a hurry. You had to get ready in a hurry. So here we're getting ready for Christmas and everything else. Trying to do that. And... I looked at Broken Arrow, and Broken Arrow still had their hospital okay. upstairs above a building, mm. a little bitty. Really? And Wagner had built the new one. I yeah. really wanted to go to Children's in Tulsa. Right. Um, I just had, I knew about them and had a passion for uh, that really mental health and right. and a lot of things there. But I didn't want to drive yeah. and be on the road sure. with small children and be away, so... Wagner. I went to Wagner, out. applied, never did a resume. Really? Hey, you have that RN, they just, yeah. I think that's probably today's that's right. story that's now, too. Yeah. Sure. They're going to grab you. Uh, they right. don't care. They're in need all the time. Right. Yeah. Uh, so. And is that where you worked until you retired? Mm-hmm. Wow. I retired. I was in, I was forced to retire, sort of. Uh, my husband got sick mm. in '02. Okay was diagnosed uh, with the cancer. It took a while to find out what's going on in February and died in October, the end of October. Oh, so pretty quick. So pretty quick. But God saw us through that time, yeah. and you just see many ways where he was there. And But I had to eventually take off, uh, take all my family leave, my yeah. three months of family leave, uh, because... Uh, he just needed me sure. around sure, yeah. and to help as he got sicker, especially. And so I turned in my resignation, and that was probably two weeks before he passed away. And they wanted me to come back, but I needed to take care of the office things, you know, because right. that was his business. And God just saw that I had what I needed, and that's what allowed me to start being at church more, sure. being involved, not, you know, working those hours. and So you are you at First Baptist Coweta at this no. point, or are you at First Baptist no. BA? I'm at, we've been at BA a long time. That okay. was Tom's choice. His you. brother Clark had gone up there, and the Brewers, a lot of our people yes. know the Brewers. Right. They went first. Okay. And uh, there was just more for kids, and we had sure. kids turning into teenagers, and right. we just didn't. You know, we didn't have much. Right. And we weren't crazy about our pastor. I hate to say that, but yeah. we weren't crazy about him. Sure. He was, he had retired <laughs> and they hired him as an interim. Yeah. And then they selected him as a pastor. Oh, okay. Where at? What church? First Baptist. Okay. Coed. Yeah. But we, you know, I I left just because of Tom. Sure, gotcha. Wanted us to. So you guys are at First BA for 
about when would that have been that you started attending? First it was camp? in the eighties because when we started community, they said I'd been there twenty eight years. I gotcha. Okay. I didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> they was keeping count. Yeah. They was keeping count. Yeah. And then somewhere count. along the way, a young preacher from Second Baptist Hot Spring, Arkansas, comes in named Nick Garland. So you were there when Pastor Nick would have came yes. on to staff. Yes. Okay. Paul Burleson was before right. him, and That's he right. was wonderful. Yes. Yeah, his son. Uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with his, his son. Who, I don't I don't know him, but I've yeah, heard of him. He has him, a great blog. Uh, but yes, um, so uh, he's a good writer. But he was he was good, and he really uh, called men to be men. Yeah, and lead their families. Yeah. you know, which was which was good. It yeah. was praise the Lord. So, tell us um, how many uh, just for maybe tie a bow on that. You have how many kids, and what's their names? Sally, Cher, Cher. I love that. Okay, and mm-hmm. Blaine. Blaine. Yeah. Okay, and they are. Um, See, now I was thinking Blaine was the old. I don't know why I had that in my mind. And they're but Blaine's f- the youngest. Mm-hmm. And they're yeah. how far apart? Sally's three and a half years older than Blaine. Okay, okay, that's so cool. Yeah, share. Mm-hmm. What a name, Miss Jill. We, we could not agree. Yeah. yeah, on a name for her. Now her middle name was Elizabeth, which okay. is a family name. Right. Okay. Yeah. Right. Blaine is after one of his uncles and. I had never heard that name before, yeah. but the other uncle he wanted to name him after was Bland. Bland. And the only thing That's I could think of Bland? that went with Bland was diet. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> yeah. Everybody went all food. I've or never yeah. met a Bland. Have I've you ever met a Bland? No. I've never so met a Bland. Uncle Bland was great. I mean, okay. these bolding men all sure. served in the Baptist churches around gotcha. Muskogee, Haskell. Right. I mean, their legacy people, Uncle Paul helped build that corner white building that's the senior apartments on main street okay which was the original first baptist church where we went when our kids were little Mm, that's something so what was motherhood like for you the best yeah i love being a mother every age every age yeah Mm. what are some special memories you have as being a mother just some ones that just little nuggets i'm just interested Oh my goodness! I I mean, just the same thing that is. I mean, you're you're, you're they're exploring, they're learning, yeah, uh, they're growing. Uh, they love you. Yeah, it's the best part, right? Uh, you know, just like George is saying, I need Daddy's loving. Mm-hmm. Remember? Yeah, I, had to, I wanted a hug. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, you know, I get that from these kids here too. Yeah, it's <laughs> praise the Lord. Yeah. Praise the Lord. So it was just every every age uh, I uh, I loved, and of course they just honored me for my 80th birthday and Mother's Day, and yeah. just to have some of the loveliest tributes. Even today, got a card with a Bible journal mm. of Bible promises from uh, my son-in-law's ex-wife. Oh wow! Yeah. So. Well, everybody loves you. You, you yeah. really well, are. Well, no, everybody. Doesn't, well, but. Uh, <laughs> and, I mean, if they don't, something's wrong with them. That's because right. You do. You you model the Lord's love so 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 well, and so I know I'm I'm interested in the season that you transitioned away from First BA. They they come and they say, hey, we're going to do a work in Kuwaita. 
uh, we're going to plant a church out there and we're looking for individuals to, to go out. How did that how did that come about that uh, you became a part of the group to come out here to Quita to help plant Community Baptist? Well, of course, we prayed about that for a year. Yeah. You know, that was and and I was on the I think maybe I was on the I think I was on the mission committee then. OK, you know, because I did disaster relief and kind of yeah. that person. And, of course, I'd done the mission trips by then with you. That's right. Yeah. So I met Miss Julie on a mission trip to Cambodia in 2011. 2011. That's right. I'd been a believer for, I don't know. One year. Yeah. Not even quite a year. Well, yeah. We about a year. Yeah. About a year. Uh, and I went on a mission trip to Cambodia. And uh, Miss Julie was on that, that mission trip. And, man, just... One of the things that impacted my life more than anything else was being on that mission trip. And we had such just a wonderful team that was put together. But Miss Julie kind of adopted me and put me under her wing, made sure that everything was good while I was on that trip. And was just a blessing. has been a sweet friend ever since. And so, um, yeah, that was 2011. And in October of 2011 is when we had our first service as Community Baptists out here. Right, but we started transitioning that summer. Right. They, they had us going. They just asked people, and I lived in Coweta, and at times I had thought, even after Tom passed away, that I probably ought to go back to Emmanuel. I got you. You know, my aunt and uncle were there. Uh, my aunt lived beyond Tom uh, and passed away in her 90s. This is well, Ruby. Uncle Paul did too, yeah, but... Uh, yeah, he in his nineties was helping do gravel the driveway. I mean, they were all Goodness. in. Wow. If you went to their house, yeah. by their chairs, their Bible was open. Yeah, you know they were ready. Praise the but Lord. they were just wonderful, wonderful people, uh, wonderful Christians, and just like grandparents to my kids. Yeah, yeah. Too. yeah. So my. Actually, one of the people in my Sunday school class, who I was closest to, said something to me about, "Well, you you need to go because I taught. I had a women's class, okay, really close that I'd started teaching. I think in '06 around that time, yeah. And most of us were widows, uh, so we were close, hmm. and I knew nobody, yeah." You know, didn't hardly know the people that were coming. Right. I mean, I knew who some of them were, but I didn't know them up close and personal. And uh, just knew, hey, I mean, you just trust God. You have to trust God. Amen. Uh, you have to believe that he's got a plan. And I knew that yeah. when I was widowed, that you've just got to trust that he knew I'd still be here. Sure. That you've just got to trust God. Amen. He's trustworthy. He's always been faithful. And, um, I mean, that's something you have to do every day. You don't, you, know, you don't get it done. Yeah. You know, because there's yeah. new challenges right. all the time. Wow. That's so I came, and the wonderful thing about that, three of my best friends from up there uh, worked with me on Fridays at Arms Around Broken Arrow. Right. One of them, well, two of them are still there, but one has Alzheimer's very badly. Her husband takes care of her. Uh, and they have helped support this church through yes. the Parkers, yes. uh, Charlotte and mm -hmm. Richard. 
but uh, you just see how good God God Amen. is, and He takes care of you. And now I've you know I'm in the Mark Wilson's community group, and yeah. they all look after Miss Julie for sure. Yes, and the Miss old Julie one. serving in <laughs> little community and leading Bible so, story hour. And so I think a part of your story that um, I think could could bring so much maybe comfort or healing or um, help to uh, a lot of people is uh, you've been through something um, tragic as far as losing a spouse. Very um, maybe not. Uh, I say unexpectedly as in no one really anticipates that happening to themselves or to, to right. a spouse. Right. right. Um, and so you're walking through this um, uh, just whirlwind of a, of a probably was that eight time, eight, nine, 10 months. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, obviously to your discretion, um, take us through that, that period, because I think there's a lot of people who, uh, uh, you know, it, it just, it is what it is. They will go through something like that. Um, or they have been through something like that. Could be going through it right now. Could be going through it right now that you could bring maybe encouragement, advice, healing through or, or, or to, uh, so speak, speak on that time for maybe you personally, um, uh, you know, what God did in that time, how it affected your family. Just take us through that. I know that's a hard thing probably to talk about, for you, but if you would, just kind of give us some insight on, on that. Well, my husband had quit going to church. He challenged my son, who had a daughter by then, to go and started coming uh, to First Baptist, both of them. But he didn't He didn't stick with it, mm. and uh, she's now 28, so I can't do the math in my head right quick, but... But as soon as he got that diagnosis, his brother, Clark, brought him uh, Chuck Swindoll's, I think, Grace Awakening or something book that he read through. Yeah. But he immediately started going back to church and actually went up front for prayer. Yeah. With uh, Brother Nick and continued to to go. And that was just where we clung uh, on God's word uh, during that time. Mm Yeah. Uh, the treatment, he had kidney cancer, which is, it was a rare type, and uh, they didn't have chemo that killed the cancer cells. Yeah. They found it because he had fractures, uh, a hip fracture and bone fracture in his spine that didn't heal, and that's how they even found that, that he had it. So I, I just see how God took care of us. Our insurance was approved, which was for this expensive chemo uh, to make your immune system kick in. (coughs) You had to be in the hospital and on a heart monitor to even get it. And uh, it was like about 2% effective, very expensive. And our insurance approved that for two rounds, which didn't seem to help. And our good friends that we had always done camping and things with were also our neighbors, and and they were there, and the the church family, and then Kawita people, too, that Tom was a fisherman and a hunter. Yeah. Uh, And you just, uh, 
saw that time and that gave me time to he still ran his business he was still okay and didn't get was in a wheelchair pretty much I mean he could still stand with help but pretty much in a wheelchair after August but he wanted me to go with him if he went out to eat with yeah. a clients or another agent or just be with him and, and go with his hospital appointments and things and uh, I had tried to work but one day uh, he got really sick mm. and work was just nuts like it gets where there was and the nurse can't leave you can't just leave right. you know and uh, that's when I knew that I had to just be home yeah and uh, t you know used all my vacation time that I'd built up and then then the family the family leave but you just see m many ways that God took care of me that I don't even have time to yeah to explain and his the last week of his life we uh, we got a hospital bed the last month and of course the kids were coming pretty often and uh, my son and daughter were there that evening. Uh, my oldest daughter couldn't come very often because she had four <laughs> four kids yeah. with her. She had these two stepdaughters and two of her own by mm -hmm. then. And uh, we asked him if he, you know, if he wanted to pray or wanted us to pray. And he was kind of in and out and not, but he wanted to pray. Mm. And he just thanked God. Yeah, wow. You know, and that was just a few days before he passed away. So you just, it's, you know, it happened fast, really fast. And uh, mm. uh, you're just kind of lost for that year. I mean, you you know, things are just kind of crazy that, that year and everything. Nothing's the same ever again. I mean, yeah. That you've shared life and hard times. I mean, we've, you know, we didn't go in our marriage without struggles or anything. You know, there have been yeah. tough times, too. Uh, but we stuck it out, and I'm glad, very yeah. glad we did, because I, families are so fractured today. But the great thing I see in, in, in teaching children, which... I was put in that position. I did not know they wanted me to teach a lady Sunday school class when I came down here. Yeah. Todd forgot to tell me that. <laughs> and I was already cleared to do children because I helped with mops. Right. And so I told Gina I could help with the kids because we, we had kids, lots of kids. Right. And that's how I got started with uh, children. Now the five-year-old started after I broke my arm because couldn't, lift I gotcha. with that right. shoulder right and still not supposed to lift anything really heavy and that's how I got started in the five-year-olds and then they asked me to start teaching the bible story like they were doing at uh -huh. first baptist where you bring the four and five-year-olds together but we usually had the three-year-olds too just because we didn't sure. have enough teachers and but I just see more and more how important because I'm a, I'm one of those children who knew who God was mm. from itsy bitty growing right. up, and how uh, important that is. That foundation uh, in a life. You don't have a. Your story isn't. You don't have that big 
whatever. You know, one day I was saved and I'd been a murderer before or something like that. You don't have that. But I just see God's faithfulness and how that story, uh, that was Peter's story, that was John's story, that was Joseph's story. I mean, you just see how that's God's ideal for us to grow up knowing him. That's right. And to follow him and be faithful all our days and and see his faithfulness and hey, do I still sin? Yes. I'm I'm a forgiven sinner. Amen. Thank Saved you. Safe forever. Yeah. That's good. I just know I, I just can't imagine, you know, what that that year must have been like or several, I'm sure, after of just uh having someone for thirty seven, seven. eight years and then and then not. And so um, just a, a testimony to you, and you know, it's it's easy. The way of the world is easy, so it'd be easy to run and and do things that um, wouldn't honor the Lord. But um, it's just evident that you you didn't. You know, you, you you trusted in the Lord and you you clung to Him, and I think that's a testimony in and of itself. Absolutely. Um, but uh, so you have three kiddos. Um, where are they at currently? Do they live here in the area? Do they live far away? What's that look like? Um, one daughter lives in Muskogee. Okay. And I've got her two grand dogs right now because they're on vacation in California. Okay. And they've got the four girls grown. Uh, Mallory is 36, and uh, the youngest is 24, and she's teaching speaking English in Korea. Yeah. Wow. Their youngest two had full scholarships to Northeastern as honor students. Wow. And uh, this little one that's in Korea went to the math science school for mm. two years yeah. in Oklahoma City. She's uh, in Korea? like Yes. Oh, wow. That's Since cool. last August, and she plans to stay another year. Wow. wow. Okay. Little how bitty. old is uh, Blaine? Blaine is 51. Yeah. And he was divorced. His wife left with the three-year-old daughter, uh, who's now 28. Yeah, wow. And he was heartbroken in that, I mean, another man, an older man who already had a kid and was divorced too, but he is a nice person. Uh, But just how that works. Mm. Yeah. Does he have a relationship with his daughter still? Oh yes. Okay. Okay. They. She moved. Was. She moved in with him, oh, and okay. he lived in Oklahoma City. And then Reagan turns five in sh- school. Yeah. Because they they went to a judge. Uh, they didn't have money for the divorce sure. or anything, and and they called it an even draw, for custody. Yeah. So she was back and forth, constant, gotcha. constant. Uh, but Michelle worked in the home in, for her in kindergarten so she could be in school. They wouldn't have to pay two daycares, right. which they had been doing. And, you know, she, had, she couldn't go back and forth all the time. And I told Blaine, I says, you know, God will work that out. I said, if you have her every weekend, then she's established in church. And that has been so foundational Amen. to this young woman who's a wonderful Christian and is an occupational therapist for the school system in New York City. Wow. Cool and is that? That's what she wanted to do, and now yeah. she has a steady boyfriend. Okay. Uh, do you approve of him, Miss Julie? 
I yes, they stayed with me in January two nights when okay. she came back for a wedding, and he's coming with her in July. His name is Mac. Okay. Mac Hubble. Okay, shout out Mac. And uh, he was a leader of a Christian group in his college. Okay. But she wanted to, uh, in high school, she studied the reason for God, mm-hmm. Tim, Tim Keller. Yeah. And she wanted to find one of his churches to go to in yeah. New York City, which she, that is Redeemer. not the church yeah. that he was at. Sure. Of course, he just passed he away. Yes. Yeah. But uh, that she even studied that in high school amazed me. And she yeah. served in the church during her college years and everything. And she went to McGinnis. Okay. That's where her friends were going. And, uh, you know, she, she had no up. desire to become a Catholic yeah. and actually got some great honors there. Uh, but uh, that's where she ended up going to wow. school. So, And she has a, a stepsister or half-sister, London, uh, who calls me Grandma Julie, too, because yeah. she couldn't figure out why Reagan had I Grandma Julie, and yeah. she didn't. Yeah. <laughs> So that's so Blaine. she used to come out to the yeah. farm, and he's in Oklahoma City, okay. and he's operations manager for the Oklahoma City County Health Department. Oh, cool. Okay. Huge. A huge. Yeah, it's a big task. He's worked up, and that's just where God's put him because he's a godly man. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So what about your and other two kids? My sh- Sally is a stay-at-home wife. Is she the one in Muskogee? In Muskogee. Okay. What's her name? Sally. Sally. And her well, husband. Last name. Williams. Okay. Her husband hopes to retire in about a year, and they're going to move into my house and redo it. Yes. And uh, I'm going to live there. There you go. Yeah. Have coffee with my son-in-law. Listen, both my son-in-laws, I couldn't ask for better. Yeah, praise the Lord. Uh, my daughter Cher lives in Tulsa. Her husband has his own uh, business, Mueller House Publishing. He loves to do the uh, archival work, history. Okay. On That's cool. uh, families and things. And it's a small business. And uh, her oldest is just turned 18, and he still has another year of school. Wants to do mechanics. And then the youngest is 11, and she has homeschooled them the whole time. Yeah. Okay. She gardens. Everybody gardens. Yeah. Hey. It's in, the, it's in the family blood. It's in the blood. Yeah, it's you got to do it. Yeah. That's so cool. Okay. So, so uh, this season of your life, maybe not, you know, within the past month, but just, you know, 10 years or so, I mean, five years or so, this season of your life, um, You've been extremely active in the church here. Uh, you pour every ounce of yourself, I know, into serving here and mm-hmm. serving the Lord, and, and so many others um, see that and witness that um, here. Uh, but to get to just kind of what personally what the Lord has been doing in your life, um, what are some things that, that have transpired, uh, again, recently, uh, in your life that uh, the Lord's shown you or uh, maybe has revealed to you. Just, I'm just trying to pick your brain a little bit just to see uh, maybe what God's done. Um, could be could be really any time, I guess, but um, 
in your life that, What's that the wisdom like to, to impart that yeah. the Lord is Lord has shown you that um, would would be well served for others to apply or uh, look into as well. Well, I I mean primarily that same thing that we can just trust him that we do have to trust where he puts us. I did not want to teach. I mean, I wasn't a teacher that wasn't, you know, so how I started teaching it still amazes me teaching a ladies class. Um but I was hungry for God's word and wanted to, you know, study and pour in. And then yep. just how I was transitioned into children here. But, uh, I mean, that's just kind of how God works with me. He puts me where there's a spot. Yeah. And and just trusting and still have to trust God in it. I mean, I'm going to do the Bible story for uh, kindergarten and first grade for um, Bible school and just in studying today, you know, trying yeah. to study that first story. But yeah. I want them to see these these stories come from God's Word. I don't want just mm. the little cartoony thing. Good. I want to see them yeah. that it's the Bible. That's good. But that, that privilege, but that time that, you know, because I was 59 when Tom died. And so I've had that some good years to get to do these different mission trips. Right. I've been to Cambodia numerous times, India, Lebanon, Belgium, uh, France. Wow. Uh, throughout the United States for right. disaster with disaster relief, relief as both in church camps, you know, both as a nurse and as just somebody, too. And uh, then ran, was over Arms Around Broken Air Clinic until we actually closed it in twenty. And and I've worked there ever since uh, I was working in the clinic before I retired. But yeah. before, ever since I retired there, uh, which is uh, just that privilege of where he puts you. And mm -hmm. but I just see more and more. We can't meet a person's needs. I can't heal them. I can't. So we have to be bold about that. And and my sister Madeline's daughter is. Uh, had a lot of trouble with healing from a hip surgery. It's been over a year and a half. And I wrote her and asked her to just ask God, if he is God, to heal her. Mm. Uh, just sent that to her and haven't heard anything back. Uh, but I just think we've got to be bold, and especially now yeah. with we're you know, trying to do this evangelism move and canvas Kawita and yeah. uh, we've got to say who God is and allow him to show them. I mean, that's, that's, we can't do that. We can't, you know, and that's true with our arms around broken air people. We can't be that everything. We can meet a few needs, but we can't be that everything. And we just have to trust God in that and to really, really, uh, pray in that regard and leave it in his hands yeah. and you know we don't see what happens uh, uh you know but i i've been blessed he's he's had a hold of me all my life mm. yeah uh, so one faithful. thing i see i mean i just love about that is um like you had said i didn't think i'd be a teacher i didn't i didn't know what to do i did uh, just that that example of it didn't matter where you were serving. It's just that you were obedient to serve. Um, that 
even though you didn't really think you should be in the kids' area or should be teaching a Bible, so it didn't matter. You, you just wanted to be obedient. And right. I that's think that's where the need was stepped yeah. in. Yeah, and I think that should serve. be the heart of, of anyone, really. It's um, the Lord will, um, uh, he will help you. He will equip you. He will um, do whatever he has to do to, to get you maybe to a point where you think you need to be, whatever the case may be. If you're just obedient, he'll use you. Well, look at you. Right? Leading, leading Iwana's yeah. uh, little sermons, and, and you did so yeah. terrific. But Adam asked me to help Jacob on yes. Wednesday night That's with right. the kids. Mm. Now, he was just asking me for one time, but he didn't say that. Right. Yeah. And no one else was showing up, so I worked with the kids on Wednesday night yeah. for several years with yeah. Jacob and then Danielle. Right. Yeah. But... Those kids are graduating from high school. Yeah, ain't that something? And the they impact. love Miss yeah. Julie. <laughs> and that impact, and I love them. Yeah. Yeah. And that I think that is so it's important just a beautiful for people thing. to see. Yeah. It's not always exactly where you would envision yourself. But there's so much reward just to be where the Lord has opened the door for you to, to, to serve and the obedience to say, Lord, here am I, use me, send me where where that may be. And not try to refine it so much to say, Lord, use me within, you know, this radius that I create for myself. But just to say, Lord, you're you're king and and you you put me where you want me to serve and I'm going to be faithful. And the impact that we have when we just allow ourselves to be obedient. I think Miss Julie is obviously a testimony of that because there are uh, everybody in this church just just loves Miss Julie and, and sees the way that you serve and model. Uh, your faith so so well and again that's not to say obviously that uh, as you mentioned earlier there's not struggles and there's not but the way that you you follow the Lord really is an example that is well served for you know I know my my wife and I we we pray our our children you know model that as well as they they get older and that we would uh, also and so I do think that's an important word to say just to, to be obedient to to go where God is is opening doors and where there's needs within the life of a local church and step in and serve well and uh, to, to, to serve him to the fullest of your, your abilities and, and give him the praise as a result. And what a testimony of the life of this church. So many people have been impacted by you because of that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I want to ask you one last question uh, as we close. Um, it's just something we do with everybody. Um, but when this gets published... Um, there's going to be people who obviously who listen to it, right? And so uh, I refer to them as the listeners, right? So even though right now we're recording this, you know, on Tuesday, uh, May 30th, um, this won't come out for about a month or so, right? So, um, but but the thing I love to ask um, each, each person that we um, interview is if you had a moment just to speak to the listeners, the people who will listen to this podcast, if you if you had something to say to them um, in your short 80 years of life um, that you could encourage them with, that you could uh, point them to God's word with, that you could uh, give a little nugget of wisdom to what 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 would that be for you? If you could maybe uh, speak to the listeners, pray. Pray without ceasing, really. I mean, that mindset of that desire to do God's will and to yeah. keep 
learning what God says. Uh, that study of his word is rich, so, so rich. And we are so privileged, um, number one, in America. But this church is a different dynamic. Most churches don't have all these young people yeah. and these children. And they need that solid foundation. And uh, and we're blessed to be mixed. Uh, so yes. many churches, you know, kind of separate by ages. And that's not good because I learned so much from these children. To hear them pray, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm blessed. I, I, we cannot outgive God. Yeah. He takes care of us, but we've got to pray and be in his word and be in his community. We need that support. Yeah, amen. Yeah, so true. That's good. Well, uh, anything else from you, Adam? Any last questions or anything you'd like to? No, I mean, I again, I think, and I pray, Miss Julie knows just how much the Mask family loves her and just appreciates her and just what she means to us. And I think it could be said by so many in the church the the, the same thing. And so we are grateful um, that you said yes to come out here and begin the work at Community. And many of those prayers that were prayed by you and, and many others in those early years, um, we're seeing the fruit of that now. That's right. And uh, the, the work and the toil that was put into um, pouring into the life of these children that are now graduating high school and going off to college and just their families and what God has done in, in their lives and the life of the church. We're so indebted and grateful for those of you that left First BA to come out and begin this work and have seen the work through to completion up to this point. And I know there's much more left to do, and um, it's exciting just to see the example that was laid that when we're obedient, what might be said of us you know, 10, 15 years from now in the work that we committed ourselves to in this church and, and what God will do. And so just my gratitude and my great, my, my gratefulness to, to, to Julie and just the way that she so faithfully served the Lord. Yeah. Well, Miss Julie, we love you and we thank you for your time today. Um, I know you probably got to get back to those grand dogs. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> they're yeah. crated right. Yeah, there you okay, go. all right. But, but thank you for taking time and just That's sharing right. a little bit of uh, wisdom, encouragement, but also just your story with yeah. us. Um, it was an honor and a privilege to have you on Amen. today. Um, and for the listeners, thank you for for tuning in as well. Uh, we love that you are a part of this and that you get to share in this uh, as we just see God work through these stories and, and touch lives. Uh, if you would share this, please, on all platforms. Um, and also, don't forget our one-year um, uh, anniversary, anniversary yeah, of the podcast yeah, is coming, coming up. up. So please send in uh, maybe something that has encouraged you throughout this year, a story you've enjoyed. Yeah, special um, episode. Yeah, a moment you've enjoyed. Send that into recap at communitybaptist.org, and we would love to read some of those on our uh, anniversary podcast that we have yet to plan and probably won't because we do things off the yeah. cuff. Yeah, hopefully this comes um, out before then. Oh, it won't. Man, wow, this was... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, I just thought mind. about myself. Yeah. Well, was it June or July? I can't remember what you said. June 30th, I'm pretty sure you okay, said Okay, so June never mind. 30th. Disregard that. Actually, or we'll bump this up. No, we've already got everything okay. scheduled. All right. Uh, we'll still figure it out di- along the way. I mean... Just send know, in. Still do it. Send in. Um, yeah. That was a complete waste of time, so... Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
all right. Well, we love you guys. We'll catch you next time on Community Recap. And uh, stay safe out there. See ya. <laughs>